The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Hey, Johnny. Cool, man. What's going on? We ready to go or what? Okay. Welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. I am your host, JP John Paz, and with me today is an absolute wrestling legend. He's a wrestler, a manager, a commentator, a former NWA Western States champion. You may know him from WWE over 10 years there, even more than that, AEW or even AAA. He is Mr. Hugo Savinovich. Hugo, how are you doing today, sir? That is my world of calling Lucha in Spanish. Uh, 17 years with WWE, 15 years of producing and being the, the guy in uh, Lucha Libre in Puerto Rico in the Caribbean, and then did Lucha Underground for a season. Uh, opened up IWA in Puerto Rico also, and Imperial Lucha in Peru, War in Ecuador, and uh, starting uh, April, GWE in Panama with TV, part of the creative team with Conan as our boss in AAA, and uh, just did the Triple Mania 28, our last show, and now we're doing some more stuff coming up this uh, Thursday on in Mexico. And after surviving the storm in New York, here we are. Nice. Love it. And obviously you've had such a great storied career and obviously Mid-South, you know, the Western States, Dan yeah. and Amarillo, you've been there, you know, you've done it all. Yes. And, and during the times where there was not that much politically correctness, so wrestling was like a, a, like a cowboy movie town. It was like. Uh, wild stuff that you could do and the dream matches that you could see and the beginning of legendary uh, names like Ted DiBiase, uh, Paul Ondorf, uh, the Freebirds, Yard Dog, and, uh, you know, just tons of guys that uh, were beginning to, to really click it in Mid-South Sports and Texas. And we did some uh, events combined with the Bon Eric's uh, out of uh, also the the uh, world class, so did did all of that, and it was just like a different era, and uh, 
sometimes it brings you like nostalgia about it, but you know that uh, things do change and you just hope that, that even though we're changing, that we could still sustain, you know, good, a good quality product. That's my main worry. And your good old buddy, Jake the Snake Roberts. Can't forget him. Your yeah, old buddy. Jake the Snake was as young as I was, but we were crazy back then. And then we met later on when we were both doing drugs and we were crazy. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I worked with him in the ring. And I could honestly tell you that back then, I didn't even know how the heck we got into the ring and how we got out of the ring. But somehow we managed to do that. And uh, it was just those crazy, crazy crazy years now as far as triple a right now what are you doing with them because i always see dorian all over the news all the time he's doing stuff with marvel he's doing stuff with like weight watchers and then like all these other like just random stuff that he's you know he's got his hand in so what's going on with triple a yes the deal with the uh, marvel people and disney uh with their lucha superheroes today he just announced a deal with the uh mexico uh tourist uh department with uh, which wrestling it's going to be showcasing the what they call their beautiful like dream towns those pinterest towns that uh, that hopefully after this coronavirus thing will help to uh showcase their beautiful towns all over the mexico uh country it's a country you know huge so big just time zones just like in the states and if you count what used to be mexico before you know california texas and all that other area uh, a nation of over 200 million people where Lucha is, uh, after soccer, second sport, uh, it's the wrestling, it's, it's, on, uh, it's part of their, uh, their culture, has accepted it as part of uh, their heritage. So Lucha is big there, and Dorian, uh, on top of everything, with the, the mother, Ms. Enciela Maricela, she's our president, and just uh, doing some good stuff. We came out very, very happy with the Triple Mania 28, Kenny Omega defending the Mega World Championship of Triple A against Laredo Kid. And then uh, the main event, Hair versus Hair, uh, Pagano against Chessman. And that was the match where I got hit with a guitar. And we were trending number one in Mexico and then trending everywhere else. So we actually, I believe we produced a better show than WrestleMania. I think the fans voted uh, the AW pay-per-view, what's the name of that, gear or something, that's number one. Uh, and then Royal Rumble number two, and then came Triple Mania 28, and then was WrestleMania. So I think we're on the, on the right uh, track to, to improve. We, I think we're creating more of a new hybrid of uh, the Lucha, of uh, uh, the culture of Mexico with uh, brand new stars and just more like a mix of strong style, more false finishes, more legit punching and more logic and Conan and, uh, you know, I'm part of the team, uh, just bringing it more direct uh, uh, storylines to the fans and, and creating new stars. So I think we're, we're, we are uh, on the right track. It's so interesting with that because it's one of those things where it's like, oh, AAA and especially Conan is always evolving and always kind of ahead of the curve almost, always knows the next talent. You know, years and years ago, he knew Mysterio and Hooventude and Psychos yeah. and all those guys are going to be great. Now he's kind of, he found Ray Phoenix and Pentagon. You know what I mean? He's, he's yeah. Laredo Kid. He's continuing with all these great talents. Yeah, you know, the, the, the tragic death of La Parca, uh, we, we, you know, we were so much in pain with that. Uh, he has a son 
that that works under a mask, another name that is like like the mummy, but he will be debuting, taking over the name of his father, La Parca. Wow, and, nice. But Conan and Dorian believe that that uh, that he's ready, but he is a good worker, very tall, and such a uh, uh, you know I look at him and I I know we got to do the right thing with the tradition of the name, uh, but then the kid is such a nice looking kid, you know, handsome and tall and you know like you you hate in a way to put the mask on him because right he right kind of looks like a like like a Hollywood star, so. You know that's something to, to think way ahead in the future, but the mask will will come in, and then you have another legendary hero, and then uh, I just did a live with Blue Demon, and 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 he's going to be more in the picture, and, and you know that Demon is debuting with Disney on his own uh, Ultraviolet and Blue Demon series on uh, with the Disney franchise. So a lot of things are happening. Uh, Conan and Dorian and our team are creating two uh, uh, young. Uh, girls uh, that are going to be the high flyers. It's never been done with girls. Two, one of them is Ades, and the other one yet to be named, but uh, we have them. And these are going to be high impact, high flyers, uh, beautiful uh, lady wrestlers. And you know the luchadoras, they could kick ass. They, they, they know all the wrestling holes. They, they could go punch for punch with the guys. And uh, that's what we're bringing in. And we got some top names and top young stars coming up. So it's very interesting what, what it's developing with AAA and just the freedom. You know, it's not like a yes man mentality where everybody has to say yes to everything. You know, we, we, we are uh, like an open society of ideas. And yes, we do have a boss and, and we have a chief uh, creative guy with Conan and we do respect authority, but there's more lead way to, to, Let's challenge the system. As far as AAA and America, I know there's kind of like a deal with AEW, but does AAA want to kind of expand more into the USA? Is that kind of the grand plan? Yes. I, I believe that uh, when given an opportunity and we prove that we do good on, uh, we, we are on Space TV, which is like an HBO in Latin America, owned by Turner Broadcasting System, by the way. And now AEW is also on Space TV, and it's huge in Latin America and obviously in Mexico. So we have our shows there, and uh, with little time on Space TV, we went to Bogota, Colombia, which is not like a wrestling market, and we did a little bit over, over 8,000 people. And then as soon as we did that, then Vince and his guys were there like four months after. So uh, uh, South America, it's, it's going to be a big uh, place for uh, AAA. I believe the rest of Central America, but uh, not just the United States. I believe that our product with our ideas and uh, stars that we have, uh, it's just like the name says, you know, worldwide, AAA worldwide with, uh, with things that make sense, action that uh, translates languages and the magic of the luchadores will be the essence, uh, you know, of course. But I think that with, with this era of uh, the Facebooks and the YouTubes and all these uh, TV deals that are going to be uh, dealt in, and not just the, the regular TV, but the media things that are, uh, that there's so many things out there that you not necessarily have to be on a TV network per se, but you could be, you know, doing other things in places where that that platform in that country is it's huge. So so there's people that are, are, are 
wanting to make deals with AAA. And I think that we transcend we transcend the languages. But if if you did check Triple Mania, you you would have noticed that I will sneak in a little bit of English. Boom, boom, boom. We'll do the Spanish. Guillen and myself, but boom, hit like 50 seconds in English every now and then. So so we are putting in that English there too. Love it. And I know Dorian's got to deal with a New York uh, advertising agency, right? So he's definitely looking to, you know, do some stuff and, and really, you know, hit it, hit it big. Yes. If you see our shows, uh, everybody enjoys it. We have, once the kids and the teenagers check our, our, our product, it's not a dull moment. And the characters are so, you know, so much alive. And then the girls with the masks, they're like super, female superheroes. And then you have uh, all this action that that normally you will see kids in a lot of places. Their, their parents are watching a baseball game and the kids are into their cell phone with other video games. But in, in our Lucha events, the kids are taking pictures or videos of the wrestlers and, and, and they're, they're getting into the storyline. And the kids, you see the kids the teenage brothers and sisters, and then you see the all of the elder brothers and sisters, and then the, the parents, and you see the grandparents. So it's like a whole family thing, and everybody enjoys it. And that's what I would love to do with the, the with Conan and Dorian and the AAA family. I love to to get that into United States and worldwide, get, get the whole family into a show where everybody has fun because you don't get bored. Yeah, absolutely. Now, are you still working with AEW? Is that a kind of full-time thing or not really working with them as much? AEW, it's like we have an alliance. And if uh, Tony Khan wants me or Cody, they will talk to Dorian. And uh, I was told that I was going to be on their first pay-per-view on a live interview with Cody in the ring in AAA. Did not even know that he had already spoken to my boss. And he just said, I want to invite you to uh, do our, our event. And Love Cody because I, I was a very good friend with his father, his brother. So I I, I like him, but, but you know it's up to them to decide what they want to do. Because right now, like their, their Spanish is really really bad, and and uh, they are they have such a good product, but you need uh, you need a good play by play. Even in English, they're not letting. Uh, it's it's like a new time in the in the mind of promoters and producers, and they want to modernize so much that they're taking the fun out of the call. And not even Jim Ross is Jim Ross. And, and I'm, I'm begging for them to let JR be JR because that was the passion of, 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 of the WWF era with Jim Ross calling those legendary matches. So you got to let him do Jim Ross and let the other people, Shabani and other people, do the selling of whatever TNT has a movie or other stuff or other shows. Let Jim be Jim and let the Spanish people uh, have uh, good play-by-play announcers on AEW, which is not happening. And finally, WWE has the two announcers back. For, for a while, it was just one guy doing it. And now uh, uh, at least they have, uh, they, they have Carlos and Marcelo. So right now, uh, uh, things are, are a little bit better in WWE. Yeah, your old buddy, right, Carlos Cabrera? You were you, many, many years part your partner. Uh, the best voice Jim Ross said about Carlos Cabrera in Spanish we call him Carlos La Voz Cabrera, Carlito La Voz Cabrera, and that's why I, I, my call is Dímelo Carlitos. So he he's got that those pipes, and Jim Ross said, if I if if I only had that voice, what would I have done? 
and that's what Jim Ross said about Carlos was. Nice. How did you actually kind of go, even going back to WB? How did you actually get in the door to WB to have that seventeen-year run? Like, how did you get in initially? When Vince Jr. started taking over, back then he wanted me in, uh, but I was doing so much money in the Caribbean and was very happy. I was doing English shows, Spanish shows, and making a lot of money. And we had some of the top shows in in, in wrestling. You know, everybody with the exception of Hulk Hogan. Uh, we were there. We, we made stars like uh, a Muta, uh, legendary Muta. He was a young super black ninja in, in Puerto Rico. Uh, Cowboy Scott Hall later was Razor Ramon. He was Cowboy Scott Hall there. So, so we built stars. We had the bloodiest matches in, in the world of wrestling. And we did English and Spanish shows. So everything was fine. Vince wanted me to go and work for him, but I was happy making money there. I also did concerts for the Bacardi people there. So I was making TV shows. I was a guest on a Telemundo variety show, and then I hosted a variety show. So I was making money left and right and uh, uh, did not feel like that was the, the what I wanted to do because I had already done my wrestling career driving all over the place, you know, Texas, Louisiana. So I did my traveling already. So uh, I was not really interested back then. And uh, I married uh, Wendy, who was Vince Jr.'s uh, champion. Wendy Richter, part of the Hall of Fame. And she was the champion. It was the Hulkamania, the Rock and Wrestling Connection back then with MTV. And I said to Vince Jr., I don't think it's a good deal if my wife and I work with you. And look at how I was like almost prophetic. Because I said, if you get upset with either of us, you'll fire the two of us. You know, and then you know that even though people think that, that the Montreal screw job was the first screw job, the real one was in Madison Square Garden. The referee was Jack Lotz, and it was Moolah under the mask of the Spider Woman. Uh, and they did the screw job to take the championship away from Wendy, as, as Wendy was unhappy with the deal that Vince was giving her and, and not fulfilling uh, a deal that they had worked on. And uh, I decided before that incident that it was not wise. And then that happened. It proved me right. So years went by. And then one day in Germany, Sabio Vega and Bret Hart are talking. And Sabio said, Hugo's not working with, with Carlos Colon anymore. They are not paying him. They owe him money. And he's got his own bar. And uh, it's a lot of stuff crazy happening with him. And, uh, you know, let's talk to Vince and uh, Bret and Sabio. Talked to Vince and then the, uh, he called me and I came over to his mansion. Back then I had the long hair, the, like the gladiators, Roman e uh, earrings with diamonds. I had another one sticking out here, a star with like two muscles and all the gold chains and the long hair. And uh, uh, Marco, his driver, picked me up at the airport, took me to his mansion. And Bruce Pritcher was there. I, I shook hands with Vince and I, I, I did a gently shake. He said, no. You squeeze it, Vince told me, and uh, he, we sat down and we did a handshake. He said, stay here for a month and let's see if we like each other. We work together. And that's what we did. And my first year was not an on-air talent. I was creative. The whole team was Vince McMahon. Main writers were Bruce Pritchard and Pat Patterson, and I was the third, third guy. And then later, Jerry Briscoe came up. That was the whole creative team. Did you come up with any angles that you can remember from back then? Yeah, it was a whole team effort of many at the time. There was Tatanka, it was Lex Luger. Yeah, it was many, many storylines. It was 
it was never like a one guy combination. It was a, it was a team effort. You you somebody came up with with a concept of an idea, and then we expanded, and then we worked on that, and then Ben sat down with us, and maybe we had worked two weeks on an idea, and he went and then shh, it's 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 over, mm-hmm. goodbye, adios to the idea. And those were the times that uh, storylines meant something. You, it was like a baby. You know, you you gave birth to it and you took care of it and made it grow. Now it's like, just let's just do it. Or 50 minutes before the show, we'll tear everything up and just do it again. And you know, things things were done with more passion. And it was more of the Vince McMahon family than now WWE Corporation. What was it like working under Vince? Is he nutty, crazy, or is he much more sane than, you know, that's out there, the rumors? Like, oh, he could be so crazy on a whim. You know, you kind of said he could rip something up. Like, they're saying, like, he could, he'll just nick something and switch something. Like, for instance, what just happened on TV with uh, Goldberg against Orton changed to McIntyre, like that whole thing. Is it, like, crazy? He just changes on the dime and just thinks of a new idea? He goes by his instinct. Uh, he made billions uh, living like that. And, 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 and sometimes he has that gut feeling to do that. But uh, I think that the whole problem is that WWE became such a successful, gigantic monster that even Vince cannot control it anymore. Uh, it is so huge that, that WWE, WWE don't have to fear any competition but itself. It is so it is so huge that uh, when you create weekly shows and and you have so many responsibilities at a time, he's got so many other things that he's doing, and then you know that he did that stuff with the XFL that was close to a billion a billion dollars, you know. So it's a lot of pain, and then even if you don't want to admit it, it it, it sets up frustration, and for a creative mind, frustration frustration will 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 get you in a position where where it's like one of those writers that gets mental block for a while that you could be in a beautiful villa to write this the book of your life and yet no ideas come. I think that Vince has been through so much stuff and then uh, the dream of creating that football league didn't happen and twice and uh, just so much responsibility that I think it's taking its toll and uh, and that's the pressure. But he could be crazy, uh, yet he is uh, a guy that doesn't really rest. Maybe he sleeps like three or four hours a day. He's, he's not a bad person. He's opposite to what many people describe him to be. He's brilliant, but that's the case with many brilliant people. Sometimes he could get you in trouble because if you've done, you could have a brilliant idea, but might not necessarily work for that situation and you gotta be checking out what the market tells you and right now that's the problem you got the usa market with this huge one billion dollar contract with the networks for five years but then that's just part of this world because literally it's the whole world so you gotta please a lot of tough customers and it's very very hard but i but i I, I, maybe I'm a dreamer, but I still believe that, that he has like, like a great fighter. He still has that one more round for, a, for, for another good run of the company before. Uh, people say that he's not going to let it go, but I think that he has, 
he still has time for a big comeback and let it high let it go high again on on the uh, creative standard again, which the creative standard is way down, and uh, and and I think that he could still do it. But he's brilliant. He's not a bad person. He's a very nice guy, and and uh, he, I believe that that one day we will really know uh, more of the goodness of him than the stories that talk bad about him. I got you. And it seems like, you know, you were kind of on the cutting edge or you got a story that a lot of people didn't get when that Saudi Arabia thing happened with WB. And like you were the one to kind of break that story. And a few people were like, no, it's not true. And WB said it wasn't true, but it came out. It was true. And about the kind of them being held hostage for a little bit over there in Saudi Arabia. And what what the, the whole problem was that they finally had to do a settlement of thirty nine million dollars. Their main lawyer uh, wanted to destroy my 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 reputation, saying that all I wanted to do was get hits from the people and my page. I, I do have over we Lucha Libre Online. We have between Facebook and, and YouTube and Twitter and Instagram. We have like a million over a million hundred thousand followers and we have a reach of sometimes like 13 million in a period of time and but we 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 don't draw you in so when you hit we get money we are into the business of creating this atmosphere of wrestling and yes as any other people that that produces contents for you know this communication sites we, we do see the bigger picture of where we're going but at a time it was not like the lawyer described it. And, and he said this and he said that. And I said, this came from WWE. And then as some of the wrestlers and their wives were talking and all that, uh, you know, and I just said, uh, right now, if you really look at it, it's, it's not like that country has a big reputation of honesty and they had gone through that murder of its own citizen in the embassy in Turkey. And I said, I don't know if this will stand in a in a court case because the, you know in a kingdom if the king says that the the sky is red you're gonna have to say the sky is red so my whole point was i didn't invent it if that's what i was told and i was not using this to get any money i did not charge anybody any money to do interviews or so to me it was a very they they hurt my feelings because i was going through depression and anxiety i had lost my wife and I was on a treatment, so for me to do something like that uh, with people that I really love, because were, they were my family for over 17 years, that is not me. And you know, every time they they try to say that I'm wrong, I prove I prove them wrong. And and finally, they settle a deal for 39 million dollars, and that's it. Yeah, you got proven right. I mean, obviously, you know, the the deal went down and that whole lawsuit went down with those Oklahoma firefighters. Yeah, they they were proven or you were proven absolutely correct. And, and like I said, I stand by that it was information that was given to me from WWE sources and also from a friend of many years from that country that I helped many years before. And, uh, you know, I'm, then, then the, the, the story besides that story and the, the most important part is that I, I am a pastor, you know, I'm an evangelist. So to me, my word means a lot because, you know, I have my kids all over the place, orphanages, all that. And that's what I what I teach them. I'm also the main sponsor for the female prisoners, international prisoners in the uh, city of Panama, in the Republic of Panama. So to me, you know, my word means a lot because this is what I 
what I tell them, that you could fall and get up. I was a drug addict, an alcoholic, and, uh, you know, I've been shot, I've been stabbed, and uh, I, I recovered by the grace and uh, mercy of God. And I'm not going to, for one stupid like on Facebook, I'm not going to destroy that, you know. There more, there's more important things that I need to do than lie about something. So to me, that was very hurtful. And plus the fact that uh, it just showed that that lawyer didn't care that I was going through uh, depression and, and anxiety uh, uh, because of the loss of my wife. So, so it was, you know, it was, it, it was something really very serious for me. Mentally, I had to really hold on because I could not believe that there were uh, trying to destroy my reputation because it was just something that uh, it was it was told to me, not that I invented it. Right, absolutely. Now, just switching gears here, just to stay on WBF, always kind of was wondering this. When Mick Foley and Undertaker and King of the Ring 1998 are on the top of the cell, do you have any idea that Foley is about to come crashing down or you have no idea that that's about to happen? Yeah, we had an idea, but sometimes you may have an idea but to actually see it happen, I think that Mick Foley had an idea of what was going to happen. But what actually happened, I think there's two things that are different in this world. You might have an idea, and that idea, when it becomes a reality, it might change your whole world. And that's what really happened. He came in at such a velocity. Uh, if he was a plane, it was a plane that would have no survivors. And I, I heard, like, like when you have a vacuum and he, he fell on the table, which the table, you know, the Spanish table is like, there's not that much room to begin with. And then the velocity that he hit, it was like, like, like you could hear like in a vacuum, like, like the sound of, <gasps> like, I, I didn't know that if he was going to get up. And then of course we, we found out about the ribs and then the tooth that came out through the, the, the lips. Today that would have never, I mean, the, the doctors and would have never, let it continue, but those were those were different, uh, a, a different era, and and he risked his life. And the people that know him know that that uh, boy, his body is just the testimony of uh, the 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 pain that that he went through to create those moments, those magic moments for the fans. Uh, he paid a heavy price. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you took a tiny little bump uh, as well off that chair, if you remember. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it was nothing like compared to the, what was happening there. Oh, yeah. Because as you are part of it, you, you look at his eyes and they're almost like back there. And, and you know, like, wow, what the heck is happening? And then when that little door collapses and then and that wasn't supposed to happen either. So. There was just so many things that that it was just a matter of inches that Undertaker could have gone through with mankind through that little door that came down and just who who knows what could have happened, you know. So this is the crazy world that that Mick Foley wanted to do, and he was conscious that he could not have like a classic match like a Shawn Michaels or Undertaker or Flair or somebody like that. But he told Mark, he told the, the Undertaker, uh, we could we could do history together. But if you ever have a chance to just study where he had to be thrown 
and the little Spanish table where he had to land. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh my. And he's a big boy. I mean, six, four, yeah. 285, maybe even more than that. I mean, he's, uh -huh. he's huge. So yes. yeah, crazy. And the velocity are going down. Also another great moment for you, WrestleMania 19, Hogan and Vince McMahon, right? You took a nice little chair shot. Today, even, even now that we, we've gone through January and started uh, February, I st I'm still at a supermarket or in a plane. And even with the coronavirus that you got the mask, everything, uh, people still like recognize you and they, they, you, you think they're going to talk to you about something recent and then they go back to WrestleMania 19. How was that? The, 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 the chair, you know, you say, man, we are, we are in 2021 and yet they still remember. And that just goes to, sh to showcase how important it is to, to create those moments, that magic that that make the fans uh, love our industry and that's what that's what we really need we need to to bring our fans back with good common sense storylines and the passion I think we're lacking passion it's not the boys or the girls fault it's the creative people and 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 the owners basically owners and and creative people because we have a, a more sophisticated, uh, clientele or fans or customers and I don't think that we treat them like uh, grown-ups we treat them like little kids and 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 they get fed up with it. and uh, WrestleMania 19 at chair shot that that was like the reality of uh, two guys that were really good friends not just the creator of Hulkamania and and his creation the Hulkster it was it was from the pages of the of real life where they became enemies and Hulk Hogan testified against Vince and federal court. And now uh, this is brought into the world of uh, wrestling. And now the creator and the creation are going to go uh, to, to fight in WrestleMania. And there's blood coming out and there's Hulk Hogan and there's Vince bleeding and there's that big heavy chair, not the little chair, the big heavy chair, the big python arms of Hulk Hogan and he gets that chair and, and Stone Cold later tells me he's with, with Booker T and he's saying to Booker T, he was in the way, he was in the way. And uh, nobody knew. It was just like one of those things that happened, uh, those secrets that are later revealed and then boom, Hogan hits me, but the, the hands don't come up and you see the chair really goes right through my head. And, and, and if you are in the back, uh, uh, you see that the holster has knocked out one of the Spanish announcers that were the hands didn't go up. There was nothing blocking the head and Hulk Hogan made a believer out of Hugo Sabinovich that he was Hulk Hogan and Hugo, uh, was old school, never put the hands up, and he let me have it, and uh, the rest is history. Whose idea is that? Is that the Hulkster's idea? Your idea? Vince's idea? Uh, it it was a uh, it was a top secret idea, and uh, it was it was Vince's idea. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Now, as we head towards the finish here, head towards the wind down, what can we kind of look forward to as far as yourself and maybe AAA going forward? Uh, with the characters of Marvel and Disney and 
with this deal that Dorian just announced today with the tourism of Mexico, we'll be, we're going to be able to hopefully we'll get this coronavirus out of the way and we'll get fans into the arenas. But right now we'll have Lucha in some, some of the more exotic places of this picture perfect little towns of Mexico and the ring and the action is going to be hot and you're going to have the best play-by-play in Spanish and uh, new stars are going to be rising and top names like Kenny Omega and the Marvel stars from Disney are going to be participating and uh, you're going to see two beautiful young uh, Mexican luchadoras, you know, high flyers take over the wrestling world. And in a few months, perhaps, La Parca's son will take over the name and uh, we'll get to see some beautiful things of this superhero now of the Disney uh, company, Blue Demon, be part of our rivalries and uh, top storylines emerge and a lot of craziness and just a lot of freedom and no boring times, just uh, a hybrid of strong style, good punching, uh, false finishes, good submission hauls, and just beautiful, passionate talent. Uh, perhaps this coronavirus will leave us alone and we'll get to do this, not just in Mexico, but in other places. So that's, that's more or less what is happening. Nice. And as far as like your reporting and stuff, where can everybody kind of find you and see what you're up to in your, your journalism stuff? Yeah, we do a Lucha Libre online uh, whenever there's Raw, right after there's reports, with, also with SmackDown and the Wednesday Night Wrestling Wars. And whenever something happens, either our lawyer, Michael Morales Torres, or myself, we go live. And if I'm in Mexico, uh, I will be doing stuff from there. And I have a segment that usually comes out before wrong on Monday, but it could be on a Friday. It's called No Censorship. We have had LA Park on it. We had uh, one of the Lucha Brothers, Penta Cero Miedo on it. We just had the legendary Blue Demon. And there the fans, it's live. The fans get to answer the questions and we don't, we don't block questions. We dare to ask the questions and we don't cover for no company. And, uh, and that is also a segment that people like and we keep it real. And uh, whenever something happens on Royal Rumble or big shows, fans get to put what they feel and we read it, good or bad, we read it. And when there's English questions, we answer in English too. And we're very passionate. We love what we do. And uh, when you invited us, I said, hey, let's, let's do it. And I could have said, hey, I'm just had a crazy day. I don't have the time or whatever. But, you know, if you love what we do, we got to respect you. And that's why it was a pleasure being with you. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Now, please give us all your social media plugs where everybody can kind of yeah. find you where, where you're out there. Facebook is Lucha Libre Online, as is YouTube, Lucha Libre Online, and, and, and Instagram. Those are our main, main gigs. And you will always see some of the top reporting. And we have uh, not just Spanish interviews. We uh, recently, we have the, the announcer from UFC. He does series of interviews with us. Uh, Charlotte was with us. We have a Drew. Uh, you name it. The Bushwhackers. From I mean, whoever you know might show up and do English interviews on Lucha Libre Online. And uh, our main thing is to keep it real. And we don't let nobody uh, control us. We, we want to be a place where 
it could be a forum for the people to express their ideas, their feelings, and we respect the fans, and we respect our boys and girls of uh, the dangerous and spectacular world of, of wrestling. Awesome stuff. Hugo, thank you so much uh, for all the time tonight. I know you're super busy and you got a place to go and you got to go down to Mexico for Triple H. So I really appreciate all the time you gave me tonight. Thank you yeah. so much. Just in a few hours. And thank you very much for taking care of our wrestling fans and following the passion of our business. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, everybody out there for listening. Have a great one. Thank you, Mr. Semenovich. Ah, this has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip, where the power lies brother.